1: yes for this edition Yeah. yeah yeah and um it it feels like it's been derailed
0: derailed um yeah that's a that's a that's a reasonable way of putting it david um so to cut a long story short uh like i was explaining in previous podcasts i've come to belgium um to for a long long planned trip to do a week of uh research for a book i'm writing at the moment um, meeting various people getting their stories having some real world experiences because the book thus far that i've been writing is has, has all been kind of i've done it all from my desk during lockdown last year so this is a really big deal <coughs> and also hugely important for the book so i had I had this in the diary a long time ago um, i'm in east flanders in nineveh uh, just to the west of uh, of brussels i booked an airbnb apartment and um I uh I came from working on the darts. Oh, by the way, have I ever spoken to you about um uh the former world number 1 darts player the Dutchman Michael van Gerwen?
1: I I don't think you have, no.
0: Well, he's no longer the world number 1, but a few years ago he was absolutely unstoppably brilliant. So he's this big round bald uh <laughs> kind of Slightly odd individual with a god given gift for throwing these incredibly quick and aggressive darts. Phenomen- you know, just raised the game to a whole different level. Um, and I've known him since he was a kid, really, because I've been, you know, he's what is he? His late twenties now, and I and I, I knew him when he was a teenager, just breaking through. Um, anyway, to my great surprise, when I was working down at the darts, he stopped me uh, on my way out of the toilet and went, "Hey Ned, Ned," and I went, "Yeah," and he goes, "Ah, oh, Tour de France, huh?" Eh? Tour de France, and I went. Yeah, there's there's a there's a bike race called the Tour de France. He goes, ah, oh, love the Tour de France, <laughs> love the Tour de France. I watch every year, every day. I watch all the stages every day, every day. <laughs> and I think he spends a lot of the time in the UK, so he's probably listening to you and me, David. Amazing. Um, yeah. So every day, and literally, we've I've never had this conversation with him before, and um, and he said uh, it's just the best thing in the world. I love it. I love it. Uh, he said, uh, and then he said, I love Wout van Aert. Uh, Who I doesn't? Mach- I love Mathieu van der Poel also. And I love Philippe. And then he said, and then he said, um, and do you think Tadej Pogacar will win another one? And I said, I think he probably will, you know, and he'll probably win another one after <laughs> that as well. And he goes, I think, I think he'll win like one more and then no more. I don't know, Ooh, that's interesting. That's an insight. He walked off looking kind of like slightly enigmatic and never quite explained that. Um, but a bit later on in the afternoon, he, I bumped into him again. I thought, oh, no, he's going to talk to me about the Tour de France again. And he said, uh, you know, <laughs> it's quite weird. <laughs> he said, you know, you know, Jumbo Visma," And I went, yeah, I know Jumbo Visma." And he said, I was doing some filming with them at a training camp. <laughs> what? Oh, Really? Because he's a Dutch icon. Because <laughs> he's a Dutch icon. So he would obviously ah. paid to get him along to teach some of the lads. I don't, I haven't seen this footage. I don't know if it actually exists, but they were obviously having a bit of a darts tournament, and he spent uh, quite a bit of time talking to Primoz Roglic. He wow. said, "Ned, you know, you know Roglic. He used to be a, a ski springer,
1: <laughs> <laughs> ski springer. Uh, he was a oh, ski springer. Springer is so much better than jumper, isn't
0: it?" And, yeah. and, and uh, anyway, so he said, and I said to him. I said to him, uh, when you finish with cycling, don't go into darts, because you'll be a champion in that as well. (laughs) It was just really weird. It was my two worlds colliding in an
1: unusual way again. Maybe there's a connection between darts and cycling we just have no idea about yet.
0: Well, it's a Venn diagram that consists of Lionel Burney, Michael Van Gogh and me. A little (laughs) subset. But anyway, that's by way of saying, at the weekend, last weekend, I was in a place where there was a lot of... There wasn't a great deal of social distancing going on, per se. Oh, um, this is at Darts. This is at the Darts. Um, uh, there was... There were rigid protocols actually in place for the television production team and for the Darts players themselves. But you know what? There were also kind of thousands of people in the... Mm. You know, and it, the whole thing was slightly uncomfortable. And then on mm. the last... Um, I, I spent i spent the the day before i went to the darts every day i was at the darts i tested myself um for for covid i came back from the darts tested myself and i knew i wanted to go to belgium on tuesday morning because for this long planned trip so i tested myself um or just before i got on the train and it was negative got on i was feeling fine got on the train arrived at brussels midi very close david to the hotel that we all stayed in Mm. um for the start of the 2019 Tour de France mm-hmm. and walked through the busy concourse and followed the signs to a Red Cross COVID testing centre, which I thought I should probably go and do. Um, Belgian authorities do demand that mm. you you take a test immediately on entry into the country. And so I filed into this long queue of people leaving and entering the country. And I was treated with um, huge courtesy and respect and kindness by the people there. And they did a PCR test uh, on me after I'd sort of filled out all this infinite number of apps that i had to do and just kind mm. of registering this that and the other and then i and i'm still feeling absolutely fine and then i uh, caught a train to nineveh uh, which is only half an hour up the road um stopped off at a shop to get some provisions because i'm in an airbnb so i could cook for myself And basically mm. um got inside this flat and uh locked myself in waiting for my pcr test results and this morning um i noticed that at one point my nose was running And I Mm. just kind of like, as you do, just kind of dabbed it, wiped it a little bit with the back of my hand and realized that my nose was bleeding.
1: Oh, well, but that's also, you could, that's just you, you do bleed uh, out your nose when other people uh, don't.
0: Well, yes, that's true. But I think the last time I did was at Altitude on Nairo Quintana's (laughs) (laughs) Grand Fondo with Rendellaro a few years ago. But you're right. I am a little bit susceptible to nosebleeds, um, but I haven't had one for years and I thought that was a bit odd and then I sat down and did another lateral flow test H- went and had a shower came back and it has two lines on it oh god it has two lines oh on it.
1: yeah I can see it right there now because we're on a video call for listeners yeah and uh yeah that's definitely a lateral flow positive test
0: and then about an hour later my PCR results came through from Brussels and it said positive mm. how does it so feel I don't feel very good, to be honest, David. I don't feel well. Is this um, the first?
1: How many people do you know who, whom have had COVID? An increasing number. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I went for a long time not knowing anyone who'd had it, but mm. I, apart from one or two family members, younger family members. Mm. But yeah, I I don't know. I'd kind of, I'd been lulled into a full census. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I'd kind of almost forgotten about it. Or was yeah. starting to. But here I am and I've, mm. I've, I've got a cough. I've got a sore throat. I've definitely got a temperature. Yeah. Um, I feel exhausted, uh, but my, my, my breathing is absolutely fine. And, and to be honest, it just feels like a head cold, you know, a little bit of a head cold at the moment and I'm
1: touching wood and hoping that remains, remains the case. But, um, the hidden treasure of COVID is cause, um, I've, I know a couple of people that have had it is the, it, it is very much like a, a flu for the majority but what you have to be careful with is on the coming out the other side of feeling better after a flu a flu goes covid doesn't and it just yeah so i'm just saying just don't if in a week you start to feel good again and you think oh it's going to carry on like normal again you got to give yourself a bit more time because it's just in there and and the our bodies are learning especially if you've got the vaccine if you're vaccinated and yeah it, and it it just helps you i or helps the organism understand what to do but yeah i i don't know i i wouldn't want to get it that's for sure um, But well you
0: say in a week's time if i'm feeling a bit better i shouldn't just crack on as normal no no chill out it, it, in a week's time I'm still going to be locked in this apartment on my own. Well,
1: I guess that's, that's where it works out quite well, the whole system.
0: <laughs> well, you might have gone clinically insane. I mean, David, I've done one out of my 10 days of isolation now mm. in this Airbnb all on my own. And it, to be honest, it's felt long. I mean, mm. I've I've been able to do some writing, but um, I don't know how I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite a sociable person.
1: You're so very sociable. You should start going to literature of people who've enjoyed these these situations
0: yeah well it's not very unusual any longer is it like tens of millions of people have experienced
1: this. there's there's recognized literature papillon maybe nelson Nelson mandela's nelson mandela's biography would be good (laughs) now i'm no nelson mandela
0: i just like to i just like to make that clear i'm I'm not really i'm not really there's no equivalency i'm not really equating my experience here in this airbnb to Nelson Mandela's incarceration on Robin <laughs> Island, um, but but it's an interesting position. I'm actually, I don't know. It's fun to talk. You dragged me into this. I didn't really want to yeah. do a podcast today, slightly because I am quite shocked by what's happened. And, and and I'll be honest, David, I don't really know. Despite the fact that I'm vaccinated, you don't really know. I've got this disease now, and um, I'm you know 99 times out of 100, I'd have thought that I'll I'll relatively breeze through it, but it's a little bit spooky to be on your own overseas mm. and have COVID.
1: Yeah. Uh, that is
0: it's a little bit spooky. So yeah. And I think that's
1: <laughs> that's very fair. I think that's um, the that's the thing that's um yeah, hence why I pushed you into this. Yeah. Hence why which yeah. I'm not supposed to use is that idea is we talk about it a lot, but actually experiencing it and and the symptoms are always different, but actually what's happening is the situation is always also different. And losing your liberty, yeah, is again, terrifying. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that uh, I think from ninety five percent, or probably ninety nine percent of the, well, of the comp- population haven't endured it yet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so, when but happens, on
0: the other hand, on the other hand, um, thank God for the for the vaccines. You know, I mean, thank you to all the people. Who, I, I've had a a couple of armfuls of AstraZeneca. And um, thank you to the people who developed that and worked so hard on it. Because if that weren't the case, and I was you know sat here at the desk uh, without having been vaccinated, I'd be in a whole lot worse of a state. I would imagine
1: you'd be a lot sicker. I'd be but, a lot um, sicker. So I'm lot sorry
0: lot if this sick. is all a bit of a downbeat pod. But
1: no, no, I think <laughs> it's good. I think it's good, and I think it's interesting. Simply, that, hence why I push you into this is because yeah. I think honestly, it's we don't talk to people who have it who get actually locked down because it's not yeah, just people yeah. locked down. You see an Instagram post or a tweet. And just sing, and and also, hello world. Another (laughs) hello world. Hello world. uh, Maybe it would be interesting to know what what it means, kind of being so close to what you're going out there to research. oh Um, it's
0: just it's maddening because this research. I don't really want to go into too much detail because I'm obviously I'm saving it for the book. But you know, I've hinted at it before. This research project has become. My save, both my saving grace and my curse over the last year because I've been, become completely obsessed with it. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I've done, I've done almost all of it, if not all of it, um, from my desk at home in London. And uh, by forging contacts, looking at online resources and, and various stuff, uh, other other things. And I'd been so looking forward to actually marrying up my experience and taking it into the real world and feeling that interface between what I'd assumed and what actually is the re- reality of the subject. Um, sorry. Um, just had a cup of tea. That's no weird COVID reasons why I'm burping. Um, but, uh, and, and so I was massively, and here I am. So my Airbnb is in the heart, the old heart of Nineveh, which is a very pretty little becoming Flemish Mm. town. I hadn't, I hadn't actually appreciated until I got here. I don't think I've been here before. What a, what a charming little place it is. I mean, it's nothing, it's not Mm. Ghent or Bruges or anything, but it's, it's one of those very nice little Flemish towns. And I'm right next to a beautiful Catholic church, Our Lady of the Ascension, um, which I can hear the bells, uh, you know, uh, mm. chiming every three quarters of an hour. No, sorry, every quarter of an hour. And I can't, I can't reach out to it, you know. So all these people who I was going to go and see, all this stuff I was going to go and witness, it's all out there. And they've, you know, this is the cruelty of it. I've been plonked right in the middle in a cage, mm. and I can't, and I can't get out. So. Um, you know, I've just had to I've had to change my travel arrangements. It's all quite, it's all kind of slightly odd because the poor guy who's rented me this Airbnb flat, he had some other guests oh God, coming, of course. coming in. But I mean, wh- what can I do? I I'm literally can't. Yeah. The Belgian law prevents me from leaving my front door. Wow. So I've had to say to him, I don't know how you're going to deal with this, but I hope he's got insurance or something. But your next booking, I, I'm going to have to pay for three more n- nights, you know, yeah. uh, because I can't leave by law. So it has all sort of those kind of ramifications. And then... Yeah. And then I've just managed to... Um, I've never really done this before, but I've just managed to go to Belgian's Carrefour website and organ- organise myself, I hope, a delivery of <laughs> some food because I'm running out of food. Yeah. I, I've just eaten my last mushroom. <laughs> oh,
1: man.
0: And it's so weird navigating things like that because they don't really design these websites for, no. um, for British uh, people who've got stranded due to a pandemic. So... For example, little things like, I can't, on the Dropbox, I could not enter my British phone number. It simply wouldn't accept the plus four, four prefix. And so they haven't got my phone number. In order to complete Uh, the order, I had to fabricate a a completely fictitious Belgian number, which won't work. Or will ring somebody entirely random in Antwerp while they're stood outside Uh, my door, not knowing which bell to... I don't even know which bell that they're supposed to be ringing downstairs. And even that, they can't contact. So I'm stressing about that already because... I, by f- come Friday afternoon, I literally will have run out of food.
1: I, I suppose also to give context to, to our listeners is um, Kath, uh, your partner, yeah. has been on the front line of yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. anyone's going to respect yep. the rules, it's you because you've seen the consequences. So you won't. Yeah, you're now stuck in that place.
0: But not only that, my you know my 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 kids—they're not kids, but you know my the yeah. younger generation, mm-hmm. all adults now. That it's broken my heart really to see how rigidly Mm. they have stuck to the rules Mm. both of them over the last 18 months um repeatedly have had to go into self-isolation you know and now it's and now so how can i how can i do anything other than follow it entirely to the letter of the law you know which is and and also i do feel a kind of slight sense of guilt and shame that i've brought a positive case across the water you know Mm. I did my level best to ensure that wasn't the case, but look what I've gone and done. I've done it, mm. you know, and that feels just a, 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 an appalling bit of um, timing on my part. And I feel slightly responsible for that, even though, for heaven's sake, it's a virus. It does its own thing. But, um, it's nature you know, nothing nothing I did at the time was against the rules, but it's just mm. the timing is absolutely
1: uh, dreadful. And that's that's the position <laughs> I find myself in. Here's a, here's a question I, I'll ask you. Does this change? So remember that book, um, I, I gave the, uh, the Javier Circass book?
0: Ah, what a book that was. That was remind the, remind book. the listeners what that was all about.
1: It was The Soldiers of Salamis. it was, um, Such a he's book. a, a Catalan writer who wrote a book about, uh, he juxtaposed, juxtaposed, um, being, uh, alive in the 1990s in Spain, in Girona and uh, encountering histories from the 1930s of uh the spanish civil war and yep. it was a, a beautiful book in the sense that you never knew where it was going and he kept taking his or the the hypothetical concept of him and everyday life to what it had been yeah so it started off as being kind of a quest to write a beautiful book about a subject in 1930s and yep. it became about this story about him trying to write the book yep. and also other people and uh, an amazing book of, uh, we've referenced it before. It's called Soldiers of Salamis by Javier yep. Circus. Yep. Um But there's a part of me that thinks it's a perfect point for you within the book you're writing to put this in.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. That's definitely. I mean, listen, I, uh, don't worry about it. I've already, been, I've already, been, I've already been scribbling away about it because you know, yeah. save my sanity Apart from this, but I love, I love. You've described that really well. I do like narratives where yeah. the actual you deconstruct the process of writing mm. and uh, you know everything that's attached to that. So yeah, it reminds me slightly of uh, my good friend, the brilliant writer. And I might have mentioned this before, Tim Moore, mm. who writes these you know wonderful journeys on amazing ridiculous bicycles yeah. you know they're very funny you know and also very clever books but i remember tim telling me once when he was uh working on his giro d'italia book when he rode around the the, the giro route of 1914 which was famously the hardest ever on a 1914 bike um there were whole days would go by where nothing funny or or, or, or accidental had happened and mm. then one day he found himself flipping over on a stone that he hit and falling into a ditch and it really hurt but within seconds he was going oh brilliant good story brilliant. thank god for that <laughs> now, yeah. I, that's I, what I'm thinking because
1: re- there's something beautifully perfect about this going to find stories that no one knows going in research yeah. and getting locked in a place it's and having just... to just doing a writer's retreat and having to probably, properly properly <laughs> Like, imagine it.
0: <laughs> it's just endlessly frustrating. Yeah. It's endlessly frustrating. Oh, I was just yeah. thinking before my positive, uh, when I was having a shower before I realized I was COVID positive, mm. I thought, as soon as I've got my negative PCR results and I'm released into Belgium, I'm going to buy a box of chocolates and I'm going to round to the town archive in Nineveh where um, a fantastic woman who I've never met, apart from conversing with her online, first helped me with mm. my research um, this time last year. I made contact with a completely random person on the internet and she was so helpful and she expressed so much interest in what I was researching that I thought that's the first thing I'm going to do, go and buy a box of chocolates and take it around and meet her yeah. in the real world face to face. And it um, will be so
1: much more important.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even get out the front door in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so
1: another thing, um, and this we're going to focus on um, you as a writer. I was speaking to Ross, uh, a Kind of after our Swift session, and when you oh, went yep. off on the darts and the football, yep, and thinking about uh, and this is a proposition: when your football book comes out, would yep. it be cool to have Ross interview you about it? It'd be very, it'd be very cool
0: because yeah, he sure.
1: is a football fan. Oh, he likes his football, does he? And cycling, yeah. and cycling.
0: Yeah. When is that book coming out? April, I think. Mm. Yeah. Square peg, round ball. It's a great title. It's a great
1: title. Square peg round. Russell's got this little um, sub thing he does called Ravy, which is all his little uh, favourite football clubs turned into football jerseys, cycling jerseys.
0: Oh, that's quite, yeah, there is quite a niche kind of, well, there was that brilliant time, wasn't there, where it went the other way round, where the Belgian national football team, their kit was the Belgian national cycling team's kit. You know, with the blue with the stripes a few years ago it looked absolutely amazing but that says it all about belgium doesn't it that it it worked the other way around that football doffed its cap to cycling and not vice versa can we talk uh, about the de kernic advert oh my god you sent me the link Mm. so this is so de kernic snakes that they are have have jumped ship from one belgian super club to an up-and-coming rival belgian super club and they are going to be sponsoring Alpersyn Fenix next year, aren't they? Mm. That's what That's what the context of this is Matthew all Matthew
1: van der Poel and also his wonderful women's team. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Something did. that
0: Quickstep will never do while Patrick Lefevre' <laughs> has got, you know, remotely involved in it. Never do. Like,
1: waste of time. Yeah. Kind of like Dave Belsford-esque. It's like, why? Yeah. Why would yeah. you do a women's team? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But it's the advert is... It's apologies, up there structured. with a- agri-tubell qualities. Yeah, I mean, Alan it's, Partridge. It's it
0: just, it's just, I mean, describe the storyboard. It's like, they're all having a natter casually, aren't they? At the back of the bus. Back of the bus, as you do. Back of the team bus.
1: And one of the, yeah. one of the, and it's got uh, uh, Matthew van der Poel. Yeah. A couple of the riders, yeah. a couple of the women's team in there. One of the yeah. riders turns up late to the team meeting and says, sorry, I was late. I'm renovating my house.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) straight away
0: you know what's coming don't you uh, you can see where this is really
1: it's it's taken ages oh we know somewhere where you can get it done better yeah come with us yeah and they then leave and then arrive at this glass building and walk in and i guess one of the owners comes up and says hey guys what are you looking for and yeah. then it's it's just a he's super really bad. As well. He's
0: really bad at his role, isn't he? Why guy?
1: can't get Ned? Is it yeah. satire? Is it Alan Partridge esque? Is it pastiche? No, I think it's Belgian. It's I just Belgian.
0: Think, I think it's just that'll do. I think it's just
1: it's just um, it, it's what yeah. makes pro cycling magic. It's brilliant that that can happen. Matthew vanderpoel who is the alpha star athlete, professional cycling amazing yep. finds himself in an advert like that yeah it's whereas, just
0: shame, it's shameful it, it's, isn't it, really? it's
1: not even good Alan Partridge <laughs> it's just
0: it's brilliant
1: oh, it's brilliant, it, I loved it's it
0: it's, how did, I didn't see it all the way through to the end What's the, is there a payoff <laughs> line? line? I, I, the payoff I kind line of is... lost interest I lost interest when the guy from De Kernic, so it kind of appears and goes okay, hey the, guys can i help we've got all sorts of brackets and things like that, that we. Can, so yeah. the
1: payoff line is brilliant because they then go up and further into the building and then you have uh all the team who had been sitting in the bus talking to somebody and yeah. in the the kind of rear shot the yeah. you have the dude who was had been looking yeah. for who'd been renovating his house sitting there at a table in a glass yeah. room talking to somebody yeah. getting consulted and you're like oh okay so that's happening then they all leave the building and it's quite nice and they all leave the building and they're all kind of walking and, it, out. and it's quite nice and what do you mean and it's quite nice <laughs> well it's just they're leaving and then all no. of a sudden um the dude comes running out with a, a, a bag and folders and they're falling everywhere because he's got so much information and he's like hey guys wait for me it's because he's been oh, given so much information and he's got he's so gonna- many things he's going to buy but what is he? So has he got panniers on his bike now? Has he? No, no they're on foot. Back? This is classic pro cycling kind of advert. I think they have helmets on. No, but they on. get there.
0: Don't they're they get walking there on... in
1: cycling shoes with helmets on. And... <laughs> yeah, but they they ride there, don't they? I'm sure yeah. they ride yeah, yeah. there. But you don't see their bikes anywhere. Maybe they lock
0: them up in the. I don't know.
1: No, but they're walking around in the cycling shoes with the helmets but, on. But full they, they walk out with it. Yeah, to do some amazing. home renovations.
0: That's amazing. It very much reminds me of in 2018 when the tour started. De Koenig, um did their pre Tour de France press conference from a branch of Lidl in La Vendée, and I went along with Rendellera.
1: Still one of the greatest ever kind
0: of activations. It, it was absolutely, it was good. It was really good, and Lidl got mm-hmm. the best out at it because Matt did this little feature where he, he and he and Fernando Gaviria went shopping for fruit. I still love it and I still vegetables, love
1: that. like a, sharing a shopping trolley.
0: And Gaviria is one cool dude. He wasn't a, faced by it at all. He was yeah. like, I'll take the trolley, go along. I'll pick up a pineapple. Mm. And Matt, Matt was alongside him, like not grinning from ear to ear because he was on television next to Fernando Gaviria yeah. Yeah. as Gaviria picked up a a, a watermelon. But actually just, it. just footnote you know, on this because,
1: yeah. because Rendelo told me this story as well, very with filled with pride. I've yeah. forgotten. I don't know if I'm making this up. Were they in cycling kit while they were doing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean that's just beautiful, isn't it? That's professional yeah. cycling walk around a supermarket in your full Tour de France yeah. kit with a shopping trolley, with a journalist. Yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, but
0: you you must have done a few. Did you ever have to act do any activations for Sonier?
1: So Dev for the yes. air conditioners and, and boilers. Um, yeah, did you
0: have to get involved with that? Did you have to do anything? No,
1: uh, so didn't, didn't did. have to do any shameless stuff like that. You'd you'd go to their kind of annual corporate event, yeah. Where it'd be, be I bet that was a laugh. You'd be so (laughs) out of place, and and all the pro cyclists would get horribly drunk and brilliant, be smoking cigarettes and just a total mess. So the the whole kind of the whole company was investing all this money into the marketing campaign with the pro cycling group, and it was like amazing. We've got this team. and They'd turn up to the annual event, which is in the off season, and all the pro cyclists would just be a mess. (laughs) Because it was like, <laughs> and, so don't generally only happened once or twice. Because it was like we can't bring them back here again. Because uh, they're like, why are we spending this much money on these people? Because
0: um, it was like, where's well, our time off? And, Where was that? Where did they have these these corporate get-togethers? Uh, Is it a Spanish company, Sonia? Diva? Yeah, so Yeah, yeah
1: it was Spanish. So, but I think uh, the one we did was in France, uh, okay. in Paris, and. Most of my, yeah, it was, you don't generally take pro cyclists to the corporate news because. Oh. Uh, that is. Uh, and because generally pro cyclists are quite antisocial and very uncomfortable and quite insecure because you're going <laughs> into the real world and then there's all these people that work and kind of, and it's just, it's, don't do it. Generally. I remember, <laughs> I,
0: I, I remember when, um, I remember, I think it was the beginning of the 2008 tour in Brittany a couple of days before the race got underway i came i came along and interviewed you david on the spurious on the spurious basis uh that your garmin on your bike was like cutting-edge technology in this. Was, yeah. It probably was, actually, to be fair. It was yeah, kind well, of really was. new, wasn't it? Then it was. It, it was really was. Edge. So it's like, yeah. what's this amazing computer David's got on his bike, the Garmin thing? <laughs> and we did this. And I remember you kind of like... It was quite funny because you didn't really know how it worked. So you were fumbling around like, oh, God, where's the menu? God, no, that doesn't seem to work. So like, And I couldn't help you, obviously. So <laughs> I just remember John Tonetti filming hours and hours and hours of blank, unusable screen as you kind of couldn't quite <laughs> make it work. But then you were quite good at it because... Um, that year, your team were co sponsored or sub sponsored by Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 and you went, uh, you, 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 once you got it into, so there, so you can put your destination in here, you've got your route here, you've got your, and then there's your distance covered. And oh, 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 and look, if you get hungry on the way, there's a Chipotle, a branch of Chipotle. Amazing. <laughs> you were. Facts. Nice <laughs> yeah. Facts. Uh, chipotle This is
1: where, actually, it's, this is uh, a, you just handed that to me we start today with chapter 3 the Garmin challenge a badge challenge uh, what's the badge so, challenge? so anybody you know I gave you a Garmin watch you did which you, you will have never connected to your phone I know where it is but it's it's in my, but it's in my drawer one day you can yeah. connect connect it yes. to your phone you have the app and yeah. within the app you have these challenges these badge challenges to accomplish and yeah. uh, we've done with Garmin uh, from today till December the 14th 14 days to do 200 kilometers on whatever Oh, I saw so
0: you tweeting about that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done it yet. I'm can you do it about in about the it. real world? Or does it have to be No, indoors? no, you can do no. it anywhere. You can do it, you, can do it it. you can do it
1: indoors. You can do it on a uh, on a Brompton. You can do it off-road. You can, or cool. well, Garmin has road, gravel. Uh, they have indoor, any one of them. They accumulate. And then you get the badge at the end of it, which gives you points and different things, but then gives you 33% off chapter three. But Ah, you've got to, you've got to do it. And it's, you've got to do the thing. You've got to do the thing. And it's, but it's, it's what's really interesting with that is with Garmin, because chapter three is still quite relatively small. It's the first time that Garmin's done an external badge challenge, which good. yeah, it's good. But uh, if anyone's listening, go and look for it, the chapter three Garmin badge challenge. It's, um, I'm going to try and do it. And we're going to do something quite mad with our team is try and, choose can I just say can I say you've literally
0: got 14 days to do a relatively short stage of the Tour de France yeah <laughs> me you're talking to you me don't. that is how far you have sunk but anyway carry on <laughs> it's a challenge it's a challenge nevertheless it's quite a challenge it's, a, you challenge. May not, it's you, a challenge you may not make it Come but
1: it's, it's gonna it's going uh, I'm gonna pull my big boy trousers on and do it okay and uh yeah but um <laughs> It's uh, also with that. It's that kind of case of syncing it all up and getting it done. But you'll be fine. Everyone will be fine. You'll be fine. Give it a go. How guys. did the
0: how did the ride go the other day? Well, yesterday wasn't it? I joined you briefly from well my pre-COVID isolation before I knew I had COVID. Yeah, thank you for joining I, me. That was great. That's oh, right, you know, you know
1: time? who's joining next uh, uh, Tuesday? Tuesday, and I hope you can join. You'll still be in lockdown. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> Is um, Ashton Lambie? Okay, right. Yeah. Who that's, do you know who he is? Cool. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you called
0: me out. I thought. I looked at you. Look. I could see that you were skeptical. You were looking at me like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. He doesn't know he's who he But I thought. He's... I thought for the benefit of the podcast, you'll just let that one ride. Yeah. But
1: no, you've called me out on it. Who's Ashton? He's Landon? um he's the world champion in the individual pursuit four k. because you say brought that back in again, and um he also is the first person to do a sub four minute four k pursuit. Which he Wait did. what? Okay, yeah, that happened uh, about okay. two months, three months ago. A three fifty nine four k individual. Oh, he, oh, is he Aussie or Kiwi or what? what is his He's nationality American. American. He's American American man. American. But it, it, the, what's lovely about Ashton is super American. He's Midwest, big tash. He's just uh, the hipster, loveliest. No, not hipster. Not just hipster. legit, okay. legit. Just just a cool midwest dude okay he's just ripping good. the Rubik up so yeah so he's going to join you on the ride so, yeah, so did, well he'll he'll break you, should, you, should, you go, but you should come on as well if you're still locked mm-hmm. up and even if you're not come on because well we i'll just come on the to, chat function right i we should, just call, we should just talk to ashton because he's yeah. a he's a phenom yeah. i can't yeah. figure him out yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah. he m- he may win the ride he may win the ride um yeah. did you break did you break yourself on tuesday night uh, i, I did. Over,
1: did i i was quite tired i had a long day and um, you got
0: suckered into racing up box hill the second time did you
1: or not? no I, by that point i was just surviving <laughs> i was just going up and I, to be honest, after you left uh, after your, your very kind contribution to your chat kind of yeah. went quiet and right. i was just did, felt very alone
0: well you had no one you had
1: no wingman did you i felt very and even my group my 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 blob had reduced Oh, I found myself in a no man land with like three people, four yeah, people hello. who were lovely, who were great, but it was just like oh, it that's felt always like a real. That, race. that reminds
0: me of your kind of primal fear that one day, in a commercial break, when I nip out to go to the toilet, something will happen to me. Oh, that's my dar- on that's... En route, on en route, and I won't, I won't make it for when we come back on air. It's and you'll and you'll have to do the hosting thing. That's my <laughs> primal
1: fear. It's uh, if they have to, if yeah, or the, uh, rest in peace, dock doc. Uh, It'll be called back, David. David we have got to go, and I'll be like,
0: <sighs> "Go on, Miller." He'd say, "Go on, go on, Miller. Go on." Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Tour de France. <laughs> that's,
1: always, that's always joke. Welcome back to the Tour de France, <laughs> bike racing at its very best. <laughs> Kilometer one hundred and seventy-three. That's know, it. Just, or if in doubt, just say how far there is just to the go. Facts. A lot. To a so 100... quick step on the front, any us, and just just list the facts. <laughs> you've got it <laughs> none of the because when you come in sometimes you're like ah oh, the you talk about the weather the sky well there's always sky to talk about never no, never but, so no, the no, but of the i mean the, the, like- the, the, the kind of you ah uh, well welcome back oh no don't say, don't say welcome back <laughs> it's uh this try is not to beautiful. say welcome back here yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh the skies are dark the race is fast oh right, that's shit as yeah. well so it's like i i don't know how to do paint those pictures
0: Oh, well, oh, God. I quite miss our day job sometimes, David. Yeah. I really do. Mm. You've made me think it's not a bad job, actually, is it? I quite enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, anything's better than sitting in a darkening (laughs) room in a Flandrian town (laughs) where I've locked myself into a self imposed prison. in in early december i tell you what the weather as well has just been absolutely battering i've got so i'm right up at the top of this house and i've got dormer windows so i can't actually see out except for at a strange angle (laughs) but i can just hear the 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 rain is just battering against these dormer windows Uh, this is i I genuinely think this
1: is actually it is such a wonderful it's not often you get an opportunity just to do you know what
0: I, I, that, it, when I'm feeling positive about it, I am actually quite looking forward to
1: that. that, that you said I, you, you, you said to me when you were yeah. going over there, I'm going for a writing recluse.
0: Yeah, I didn't really. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true, and I've 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 got a lot of um bashing. All the research that I've done over the last year, it's gone down huge tangents and rabbit mm. holes and all that, and it's completely disorderly. So now I can sit at my desk and actually try and do the really hard thing and pull it into shape.
1: Uh, I, I, I can excuse. almost see this as being the kind of anchor point to the whole book. Maybe, yeah,
0: could be that stuck in could be that stuck
1: in Flanders yeah yeah do you
0: know what aside from the book research thing I had two other things that I was going to mm-hmm. do which I can now no longer do mm-hmm. one of which was um I was going to go to see Tom Pidcock and Watt Van Aert race cyclocross on Saturday at the gutted. Super Prestige. gutted about that not a, not least because um I was going to pick up a lanyard a press accreditation lanyard for never strays say, far Ned, Ned Bolting press never strays far that literally an accredited it would have been like a big moment for us mm. i think you can feel that as well can't you I, i'm I, genuinely
1: i'm,
0: I'm would quite saddened so i was really looking forward to that but i can't do that now and also tomorrow what's tomorrow thursday no friday morning i was going to be i was going to take the train about it's literally only 15 minutes down down the railway lines here um to gerardsbergen the Muir, the capellandur and, and see paper and see Alan, yeah, because mm. I think Alan's got a coffee shop there, and yeah, uh, yeah. catch up with the old boy and have a, yeah. a coffee. Coffee with. Got a lovely house something.
1: there, quite a modernist house. Yeah. I'm
0: sure. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Funnily enough, yeah, I mean Belgium's full of this crazy architecture, isn't it? Yeah, really.
1: Oh, yeah, so that's a, that's what I find, especially in Flanders. It's um, it's there is no planning ar- regulations. Yeah, planning regulations. There's no kind of architectural consistency. Yeah, which is a great, it's a great thing, isn't it? It's a great thing, it's It's a great thing, thing. yeah. Yeah. Um, And just one last one on this. How are your daughters feeling about you being locked up?
0: Laughter. Family WhatsApp group, no, they've been, basically, they've been quite, I mean, day one, they've shown a bit of dignity, and they've been quite (laughs) sympathetic. Day two, that will, that will, that'll that'll give way, I'm sure, to the next wave. In fact, I'm going to get on a WhatsApp call. (laughs) as soon as we hang up. So I'm going to go, I've got to talk to them about it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) All that,
1: all that, that that wisdom you were empowering on them regards. Be stoic. You'll be fine when you're locked up. I know. I know. know. Double time.
0: I know. I know. My oldest actually who's had COVID is double vaccinated and has had COVID twice and had to endure everything that goes with that actually gave me a really good bit of advice when I messaged to say I was positive positive. Um, she said listen there's lots of people you've got to tell and lots of stuff you've got to reorganize with your life and also mentally you've got to adjust to you know both mm. the illness and also the next 10 days um but don't try and do it all at once sit down mm, make yourself yes. a cup of tea have a little <laughs>
1: you're gonna have loads of time
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 have a little cry if you need to i haven't had a cry yet but i've I have had the odd lump in my throat um yeah it's, it's pretty strange if um, you
1: were, Ned, if you were on Instagram, you'd now do a, a really sad sort of, you'd do a picture and then you'd write a, about a 500 yeah. words about your mental health. And, <laughs> I don't know, it's but, fine.
0: <laughs> that's the Instagram uh,
1: sort of style. <laughs> you won't do that, uh, thank God. But,
0: mental health, 7 out of 10. It's fine. <laughs> it's
1: fine. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. actually just on that, just as we close. Um, yeah. It's a really interesting Idea that when you're scoring out of ten, never use seven.
0: Oh, hang on. Why?
1: Because seven means nothing. Eight yeah. is and six. is yeah. actually you question. Seven is bland. No, it's, it's proven in in psychological testing that yeah, seven there's is basically thing- means nothing.
0: There's another thing that um, I, I was talking to someone fairly recently about this, that it's, it's gone out of fashion to score things out of five as well. Mm. So on a scale of one to five, that doesn't, people don't use that anymore statistically or trying to gain information mm. in, in um, surveys because everyone says three in, a se- in the, the same like kind of a way. Because yeah. it's a bit like seven in, in the same yeah. way. So actually you've got to score things nought um, to six so that you you have to Avoid. kind of… Yeah, you have to either go four Avoid or three. The median. Three out of six is not good, is it? But four out of six it tells you more yeah, But like, three yeah, out of five tells you nothing. So
1: like an eight, eight out of ten, you're like eight out of oh, ten. That's, that's quite strong. Five out of ten. So you're like, oh, that's a bit crap.
0: So you're going to discount my seven out of ten self-assessment for my mental yeah. health. So now I have to go. Am I six out of ten or eight are out of ten? Six
1: or are you six or eight?
0: Wow, you see, I'm fluctuating quite wildly between six and eight, which is why I went for seven. But I take your point. Right at the moment, you've cheered me up. So I'm eight. Yes. I'm eight. I'm eight. Yeah. And also another reason why I was slightly cheered up was just before this um, uh, call started, I got a, I got an email from Guillaume Martin to uh, whom I to whom I've sent our a copy dashing of the ro-
1: young French pro cyclist philosopher.
0: I, well, f- philosopher who happens to be a pro cyclist. Yeah. Um, I have uh, sent Guillaume Martin a copy of the road book because he's going to be writing for us next year. And he sent me a really nice email saying, hi, Ned, I've just received the Bible. Thank you for that. This is impressive. I will look into it with great care. See you, <sighs> Guillaume. What
1: a phenomenal legend. human.
0: <laughs> legend. Legend, <laughs> legend, legend, legend.
1: All right, David. Well, um, I've enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I, I wanted to perk you up because I know it's, it's, it's not nice to be locked up and unwell and well, alone.
0: Well, Let's do it again fairly soon because it mm. might be good therapy for me and I can tell you all the things
1: that I've been getting up to. In your four <laughs> walls. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I Genuinely, I think this is going to be an amazing existential experience. Well, it starts with
0: whether or not Carrefour sort my delivery out for Friday because it, it might be so existential that I'll be starving next time I see you. I don't think so you've,
1: uh, you... You've, you wouldn't have spent this much time on your own because you love people.
0: I've never... The first time in my life.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. This is oh. a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. All right, now Thanks, Dave.
0: All right. Speak to you right.
1: soon. See you. Bye. Planning for your next trip?